0: What up everybody, it's Dan Greer, coming at you today from the uh, Leading from the Middle of the Pack podcast. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on right now. It is so crazy, it's awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are here and so glad to be uh, sharing this with you. Glad that you're tuning in. Anyways, um, today we're gonna be talking about why numbers are so important to understand in businesses and advertising and life in general. So, cue thing song, we'll be right back. The big question is this. Alright, so I'm glad you guys are back. So today we're going to do a deeper dive into why know, why knowing your numbers is so important. And this is one of the things like when I first started business and first started life, I didn't really necessarily understand it. So um, one of the things that I always heard growing up was that never going to debt, never going to credit card debt, always pay cash for everything you can pay for. Like that was the life, that was the mentality, that was what I was told my entire life. And I agree with that um, very much so to an extent. And... And um, the reason why I say to an extent is because I also feel like there is there is the opportunity to take some risk in life that you need to take those risks sometimes, but it needs to be calculated risks. And that's why we're going to talk a little bit about knowing your numbers. So let's, let's rewind back in my life to a time when, um, let's see. I, I uh, well, I had a job where I was, they hired me to drive uh, drive for them delivering equipment. It was an equipment dealer. Then they also hired me to wrench in their shop whenever I wasn't driving because they only had deliveries to make like three days out of the week. And then it turned in that they lost one of their drivers out of their big big branches out of Salt Lake City. So then I started driving five to six days a week and I didn't have any time to wrench. And I, you know, bought a whole bunch of tools. And because I was going to be a mechanic at the time, went out and bought a whole bunch of really nice tools, Snap-on and Maco tools. You know, I spent several thousand dollars on tools and then ended up not really using them very much. And so I, I didn't, really know the numbers as to what was going to happen before I started spending money on those tools. I just started buying them and I started buying the best tools I could buy because I wanted to. And you know, my dad was a mechanic and he owned those type of tools. My brother's a mechanic and he owned those type of tools. So they've got to be great tools. Right. But I didn't really understand the numbers as to why I was buying what I was buying. And, and I didn't really understand. It. And so I racked up some credit card debt. And then after about, Oh, it was like 90 days. I, uh, they they had a huge downturn in work and I ended up getting let go and and it's not the end of the world it was actually a blessing in disguise but I left that job with credit card debt instead of actually having stuff paid off from the tools that I bought for that job now I still own those tools and I probably could resold them on eBay and took a little bit of loss but got back broke back even right like got got out of debt if I would have chose to, but I didn't think that way at the time. So instead, I, I held on to him, and then I, I took another job that was actually a pay raise to take that job hourly, but annually it was a huge decrease because there was zero overtime with it. It was always a 40 hour a week job. So even though I was making a dollar an hour more, I was actually making considerably less because, again... I was working 40 hours a week, I was working four tens, 10s, and uh, there was no overtime, there was nothing like that. And so uh, knowing the numbers of that, I, I, granted I probably still would have taken that job, but I probably wouldn't have stayed there as long as I did had I done the math and calculated everything, because it was actually about a fifteen to $20,000 a year pay cut to take that position. But I had convinced myself that it was more per hour, so I was actually Ooh. making more money what i was doing i hadn't put in the overtime hours and stuff like that into into the equation so again i didn't look at my numbers right and so knowing your your numbers financially is super important and knowing knowing what you can do so that you can determine your risk versus your reward and and then uh let's see let's fast forward a little bit to when we first started the business i really didn't have a clue about numbers i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what what how it would work what we would do how we would do it i didn't know any of that stuff what i did know was that i had a will and i had a drive but it again backfired on me and and we went from excelling to overspending and i and i hired somebody too fast and brought them on too quick and then we didn't have enough work for them to keep them busy and it came down to their salary or mine and of course i paid their salary until I couldn't afford to live anymore and then I cut myself and then then I I had to let them go right because they weren't actually bringing any funds into the business and so I, I let them go and and then I was able to pay myself again so that we could continue to live and we wouldn't go into foreclosure or have any of those issues that happen throughout life and so again knowing your numbers before you do something is huge knowing knowing what your what your capital is and what your expected capital is and all that stuff. And so today, talking a little bit about that, like so far we've been talking a lot about financials and how that works. And, and I think that that's where a lot of people get into trouble is that they don't necessarily – they get excited for the growth, but they don't necessarily think about um, – the long-term plan of the growth right like what it's gonna to take to get there how how are they gonna get there how do they do this a, a lot of times people jump into stuff and, and they they want a billion dollar idea but they're not capable of a billion dollar business yet and I think the good Lord knows that and he takes care of us in ways like that because you know I, I look at where I was at three years ago whenever we first you know kind of started working on this business I was not ready for a million dollar a year business I just wasn't. I thought I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't even ready for a $100,000 a year business at that time, right? Right? Just because it's what it is. Now, I'm more prepared to handle those things because we've endured and we've lived through some of that stuff. And so now a million dollar a year business is nothing. And a $10 million a year business will be nothing. And a $100 million a year business will be nothing. And a billion dollar a year business will be nothing when we get there. But there's a reason we go get thrust into those right away, and part of that is is like learning how to know what to look for. So let's talk a little bit about why knowing your numbers is so important. Um, knowing your numbers is important. We talked about it for like business because if you want to hire people and you want to grow and you want to scale, you need to know what you can afford to do, and you need to know how many customers that you need to bring in and how many how many people you need to serve in order to continue to have growth, and you need to know what your churn rate is. Um, churn is is kind of like uh, the the stuff that slops out of the top of the bucket as you pack it. So if you fill a bucket all the way full with water, that's your capacity, right? And as you carry it, churn is what spills over the edges of that bucket. And then once you get to where you're going, you got to stop and fill it up. Or you got to stop and fill it up along the way once in a while, right? Because you don't want to have, you, you need to know how many people are leaving and how many new people are coming in. That way, if you have like a 10% churn rate or a 2% churn rate or a churn rate you know you're losing 50% of your customers every month you have to be able to bring in if you have 100 customers you have to be able to bring in 50 new customers every single month which is not something that um, I love I actually am in our business our main goal for our churn is to keep that number as low as possible which I think is the same for most businesses but we've got some different tactics for it but that's for a whole nother podcast when it comes into that so um let's talk a little bit more about business why knowing your numbers is so important for business so we talked about churn right we've talked about revenue we've talked about um, like knowing when to scale and how to scale and how to do that but what about ads let's talk about ads and let's talk about knowing your numbers with ads for a minute so a lot of people um, like I'm, I'm we've done a lot of natural organic growth which is way cool and fun and really need to say that we've grown as big as we are strictly organically without with very little paid paid ads. But I also know that if we dedicate money to ads, more money to ads that we will grow exponentially faster. right? And so that's one of the keys to think about there is that if your if your organic growth is 2xing your business annually, if you run sponsored growth or ads, then you're going to, uh, if done correctly, you could 100x your business or 5x your business or 10x your business in half the amount of time. So, well, it might, like, let's say you're 2xing your business every single year, it's going to take you five years to 10x your business. But if you, well, it would be like three and a half years once you do the math. But, anyways, if you 10x your business every single year with revenue, because you're doing ads more and ad spend, then you're so you're you're actually growing at a much faster rate, right? Even though you're spending, um, let's say, let's just throw numbers out there. Let's say you're a million dollar your business and you spend hundred thousand dollars in ads, you spend ten percent of your revenue in ads. Then guess what? that advertising if that takes you from a million dollar a year business to a ten million dollar beer business because a 10x it, then you can put a million dollars into ads and then you can go from a ten million dollar a year business to a hundred million dollar a year business because you're putting your you're increasing your ad spend and you figure it out as you go so so knowing the numbers from your ads is huge so part of that there's there's a lot of different different things that come up here and, and man in the world that i live in everything is acronyms like DOT is literally an acronym and that's our world. But but when we get into ad spin, it's a whole different when you get into ads, it's a whole different um, world of acronyms. So so we've got like ROI, return on investment, and we've got, you know, uh, CPA, the the click through rate, right? How many people actually click on your ad, the cost of acquisition, the COI, um, COA, sorry. Cost of acquisition, and then you've got you know the LTV, lifetime value of a customer, and, and you know what it takes to actually get a customer in the door. And so there's all these other numbers that you really need to be paying attention to and looking at. And I think so many people in businesses, especially in smaller businesses, they don't necessarily look at those. They go, oh yeah, I'm going to spend $100 on Facebook ads, because Facebook's pretty popular right now, right? And so they go, I'm going to put $100 into this once a month. So they put $1,200 a year into Facebook ads, but they don't know anything that comes from it. They don't know the audience they're targeting, they don't know if it's actually working, they can't see where it's coming from because they haven't set up all that stuff on the back end to actually document and understand where those, like if your ad spend is doing you any good. And so knowing your numbers is key to that and and like looking looking at that, okay, so like let's say ROI, let's say that I put $1,200 into ad spend every single year. A very low number, but 100% possible, right? So let's say I put $1,200 in ad spend every year. So I spend $1,200 in ads. How much do I get back from that? How much joy does that bring me? How much is that bringing back into my company, right? So so like, I'm, I'm going to use an example. Let's say you go to the county fair and you buy a li- an animal from one of the 4-Hers that is at the auction. Okay, so you get, that's all advertising money. That's all that is. So you're you're doing some community support some community development you're helping a younger kid which is awesome and then you're also getting you know some advertising because your name is mentioned in the arena around everybody who's there parents and other business owners and then all of a sudden you're getting your name in the fair book and you're getting thank yous in the newspaper and thank yous online from them so so you get like five different touches for ad spend in there okay that's why it's advertising and then let's say that no customers come from that how often would you continue to buy animals there if you didn't get any customers from that right so so let's say that your business is uh i don't know we'll just say that it's our business let's say that it's dot and you're doing compliance and regulations and you go to that auction and you buy one thing right because you want to support the local kids or you buy six things let's say you go spend ten thousand dollars there um that doesn't take long in a livestock auction just so you're aware that could be like less than one animal or it could be like two animals or three animals or a couple different things depending on how you buy anyways my point is is that if if you go do that for three years in a row and you see no new customers come in none you don't you don't you're not there to, to talk to any of your existing customers you're literally just there to support the kids which is great I'm not telling you not to go support the kids but that's not well spent advertising dollars if you stick that same ten thousand dollars and dedicated that to um, Social media advertising, or to direct targeting of audiences, you're going to have such a better result from that. Whereas, you know, that ten thousand dollars might make you feel really good going and spending it at the livestock auction, but is it really going to help your business? And those are things that we really need to look at. It and and I read this book one time. Man, I wish I could remember the stinking name of it. Um, Man, it was written by two guys, and, and I've read it once or twice. I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. I, I hate it when I don't have those names in my head. But it talks about how when you're going through business, one of the things that you always have to do is ask yourself, what's the good business reason for doing this? And when you start doing that before you do anything, so like let's say you're gonna publish an ad. What's the good business reason for doing this? Let's say you're gonna go buy some at a livestock auction. What's the good business reason for doing this? Let's say you wanna go buy an airplane what's the good business reason for doing this and if you have a good enough business reason to justify the cost of it the expense of it then it is a 150 percent worth it but if it's not like let's say that you just want to learn oh, okay let's let's take oh, let's break this down we're talking about numbers so let's talk about my plane for gosh sakes right so if y'all don't know we we bought a plane um not too long ago a little twin engine cessna and I went through the process and got my pilot's license. And so it's a huge initial investment up front, right? Like we're talking almost six figures up front to get everything taken care of. Well, probably more than that actually. But anyways, um, let's not get into the logistics of the prices and all that stuff. Let's just talk about time and everything else that's there. And we're just going to say that it cost us six figures to get in this plane. We're going to say it costs $100,000 to be in it, to have everything, to be ready to go and everything that goes with that. So Let's say that it cost us $100,000 initially, and then every year after that, it costs us $5,000 a year to own this plane. So as we go through this, the first year, this is a huge investment, right, for us. Now, if my business was solely trucking and I used a truck to get everywhere I was going, would it make sense for me to own this plane? No, not at all, right? Let's say that my business was a brick and mortar business that never goes anywhere, that all my customers come to me, that I'm in one location and everybody is here to see me. Would it make sense for me to buy this plane? Probably not, right? Now let's say that I'm in a consulting business and I fly across the nation, fly a team, not just myself, right? But I fly myself and a team across the nation to different companies to do training and consulting for them through everything that we do, and that this plane would save me, um, on average, $2,000 per trip that I take more than one person on for airfare and everything else, then how long does it take for that plane to pay itself off? How long does it take to enjoy that investment? So the first year that you have that plane, let's say that you make 20 trips with it, and let's say you save an average of $2,000 a trip. 20 trips times $2,000 is not very much money, right? Uh, let's see, 20 times two would be what, $40,000? So if that's the case, I would say $40,000. I think my math's right, 20 times 2,000, yes. Let's let's say $40,000, even if I'm wrong with my math, maybe I'm completely wrong. But let's say it's $40,000 a year is what the plane saves us as a business. It After the second year, after the third year, that plane is 100% paid for, right? Like it's paid for itself, in full. That's And that's only, that's only if we take that many trips right now if we take less trips it's gonna take longer for that plane to pay for itself because of the initial upfront cost okay so so the ROI the return on that investment could be huge now let's also talk about the time that something like that investment saves you because time is the other thing that is huge that is why you do things right so knowing the numbers of time is also important so when we get into like knowing the numbers of time let's use the same example of the plane let's say that if I fly commercial it takes me a whole day to get anywhere I'm going. I have to plan one day into my schedule. I lose one day of per se work from anybody I fly with me because I know that nobody else on my team that I take with me. I shouldn't say nobody. I know that the majority of people on my team that whenever I take them with me is not going to work like I work. I'm going to get my laptop out and work on each flight. I'm going to work between each flight. I'm going to be. I'm going to be busy. Like I get so much done when I fly commercially alone because, honest to goodness, I get in the airport an hour early or whatever, two hours early. I sit down. I open up my computer. I go to work. And then I get on the plane and open up my computer and I go to work. And then I get landed and I get to my next gate and open up my computer and I go to work. And I get on the next plane and open up my computer and I go to work. And then I get there that night and I get to my hotel and I get something to eat or I get to where I'm staying. It's not always a hotel. I get to where I'm staying. And then I get something to eat and I open up my computer and I go to work because I'm alone I have no distractions I don't I don't have a wife or kid with me so actually traveling I get more done now for me personally if I'm flying myself and I don't have a pilot flying me I lose some of those hours but I also gain so many hours because guess what I can be talking to my guys about business while we fly if we're not flying commercially we could be discussing ways to pivot the business and ways to grow it, and I can keep them mentally engaged with me while I'm going so even if I'm flying our team personally like if I'm the pilot and I'm flying our team from point A to point B, we can have conversations about 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 anything about personal life, about growth, about anything and so we can be talking about business and and that right there is worth its weight in gold like I don't know if you can put a price on that because that's where those phenomenal things come from is whenever you're flying or whenever you're together as a team and you're having those that dedicated time where there's no distractions right? Cause, cause I tell you what, whenever somebody's got music on in their ear, they're not listening. or somebody's got a book on in their ear, they're not listening. Right? They're, our minds aren't made to multitask. That's for a whole other podcast, though. But knowing your numbers is super important, so that you can determine what's good and what's not good. So let's talk a little bit about. We've talked a lot about business. We've talked a lot about financials. We've talked a lot about advertising. Now let's dive a little bit into like safety. Why knowing your numbers is so important in safety. So. A lot of times here's here's what I hear whenever we go to new companies. Yeah, we're we're pretty good on compliance. We know what's going on. Oh, awesome. Well, would you like us to give you a free micro audit so we can kind of look at your stuff and to and you know, you can have an expert kind of look through it and tell you how you're doing? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. You'd do that for free? Shoot, yeah, we would. And then we go through their stuff and we find out that like probably 99.9% of companies have a few minor things to clean up, and it, well, it's probably like 90% of companies have a few minor things to clean up. Um, 9.99999% of companies have some really major things to clean up, like they have nothing, and zero um, zero one percent of companies are actually doing things right, in in legitimately and legally, and so that's one of the things that we've really discovered with it is like we come in and we help them. To, we have an expert come in and look at them. And so that's, you know, I, I have to laugh. This uh, Would it be all right if I told you guys a story? Could, could I tell you guys a little story about this last trip we went on? So we got hired, not the last trip, but uh, it was a trip that we took last last uh, February. February? March. It's a trip we took last March. Uh, I got a call from these guys. Actually, I got an email. I was like, hey, what would it cost to have you come down and audit our DOT system? Our, our DOT system, yeah, that's what I call it, system. So we go down and and i sent them an estimate and they they kind of choked over the price a little bit i was like this is what it's going to cost for our whole team to go down there it's not going to be cheap but we're going to go through everything with a fine tooth comb and we're going to give you guys 100 percent of the results and we'll give you guys a follow-up and we'll even give you 20 extra hours of consulting right that's what this is going to cover for this price and so they agreed to have us come in and they were they were kind of gagging on the price a little bit as we went down there and it was pretty cheap in all that honesty and uh and we get down there and we start going through the the audit process with them and they, they had somebody on site with us the whole time, so that cost them a little bit of money to have them there to have that work loss, so I understand that. Anyways, we started going through this, and we got through their files the first day and got through their files the second day, and on the third day... Um I was starting to talk to them, starting to learn a little bit more about what was going on and what they were doing and and what they qualify for because in the back of my mind I'm sitting there going, how do I over deliver? How do I get these guys to really truly know that we've provided them a phenomenal amount of uh, advice and wisdom here today to make sure that, for this week, to make sure that they grow, to make sure that that we over deliver to them. And so... We, we found a couple loopholes that they qualified for, and we let them know about those loopholes. And then at the end, we did a, a summary as to what their violations could potentially look like in an audit. And it, it's not to scare them. That's not the point of it. It's to be 100% transparent. And so we took the middle-of-the-road middle of the, middle of the road pricing for fines and violations. We didn't take the lowest, and we didn't take the highest. And then we threw everything into a spreadsheet off the violations that we found, and we let the spreadsheet do the math, and, and it came up to, like, almost seven figures in fines and violations, because they didn't know their numbers, they didn't know what was going on with it. They didn't realize how much risk they actually had, and in how it was, how it affected them, and so knowing your numbers on your safety scores is huge now that's just dot like let's think about osha and accidents and stuff like that and and the big thing whenever you look at all these numbers is looking like roi okay so if i invest five thousand dollars in this program today how much is it going to save me in the long run how long will it take me to get this investment back like let's say let's say that i have somebody go through this ten thousand dollar certification program that's that's a big chunk of change for a certification program but they get like $100,000 in value for this $10,000 certification program. Or they get $20,000 in value or $30,000 in value for it, right? How long does it take me as a company to pay back that certification? How long does it take me to pay off that training or to pay off that investment that I have comparative to hiring some an expert in the industry, right? So like, let's say that we create an expert in, in an industry Um how much what's the return on investment on that and and that's one of the things that i think a lot of companies don't look at is like how important it is not only for your employees happiness and for longevity because people love to grow people love to grow but like looking at the numbers of that for that roi that return on investment into training and into certification programs and stuff like that for your people because guess what if it like i guarantee that if you had somebody that would give you a course for 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Let's say it was $497, right? So if they gave it to you for $497 on how to better use Excel and it came with lifetime access to it, would you use it? Would you buy it? Would you buy it for your whole team? If you used Excel every single day, yes, in about half a heartbeat, that course would be 100% worth it, right? Let's say that you had one person who, who was just killing it and you wanted to reward them and they got promoted to a position that they didn't know anything about and you wanted to teach them all about it. Wouldn't it pay to give them a certification to put them in a certification program that maybe costs $10,000, maybe costs $50,000, right? How long is it going to take you to pay that back? If that employee stays with you for 5 years, holy cow. Cuz I can tell you, okay, so so let's let's talk a little bit about numbers here for a second. Let's say that you hire a uh, let's say say you hire me as an expert to come into your company and work for you. I am going to charge you about $250,000 a year. If you hire me full-time and I quit what I'm doing right now and I only work for you, that's what I'm going to charge you. Um, truth is, I'm not going to quit what I'm doing because I love what I'm doing. But if you hired me to work for you, that's about what it's going to cost to bring in an expert in the industry. A nationally renowned, known expert in DOT is going to cost you well into the mid-six figures. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't feel like it's worth that. I get that. But the risk that we mitigate for what we do, it is it is what it is, right? And the business experience that we bring in the growth, like there's a lot of CEOs that make... A lot more money than that and there's a lot that make a lot less but that's what it's gonna cost to have me come work for your company right now and that's very very conservative in the end Um in all honesty uh, I know guys who work for a million dollars a day like no joke so that's what I'm saying is a very conservative thing and, and I'm not justifying that to you I'm saying that you need to know your numbers right So, let's say that you hire me for $250,000 a year to come and work for your company. You're going to expect $250,000 worth of savings, and revenue, and experience to be brought to your company, correct? Right. 100% right. Okay. So, now let's say that you've got somebody who makes $50,000 a year and you invest in a $10,000 certification program for them. That year, that employee costs you, we'll say $60,000 a year, right? And, and we all know as business owners, it costs us a lot more not to have employees. But we're just going off of easy numbers. So let's say that that they cost sixty thousand dollars that year to have it, but they doubled their productivity that year because of the certification you put them through, and they doubled their knowledge. So next year you give them a raise, and now you're paying them fifty-five thousand dollars a year, okay? And then the year after that you give them a raise, and they're paying sixty thousand dollars a year. And the year after that you give them a raise, and they're making sixty-five thousand dollars a year. And the year after that you give them a raise, and they're making $70,000 a year, and the year after that, EMRAs, they're making $75,000 a year. I can't remember what number we're at. My, my point is is that you're still not up to what it took for that person to, to what it cost to hire a true expert in the industry who is very good at what they do, but you got all of their expertise through this certification program and access to them. So what is that certification program truly worth for you? Even if it costs you $25,000 a year, reoccurring revenue, and you're paying your employee $75,000 a year, that's still $100,000 a year, you're still saving $150,000 a year over hiring an expert, but you have that expert on your team. And so that's one of the things that I really wanted to just touch on today is like knowing those numbers and, and changing kind of the way you think about those numbers as well, because it is so big whenever we start getting into this kind of stuff that we don't even think about it. and like. The typical person in the world does not think about how much the investment is worth to you. They don't think about what you can make off of it. Like, let's, let let me ask you a question. Okay, this is is the easiest way to prove this, okay? Let's say that if I, what what if I told you that I could save you a million dollars a year? Would you pay me $500,000? Yes, you would in about half a heartbeat because you just made an extra $500,000 because I promised you I would save you a million dollars that year. Potentially, you made even more than that if we saved more than a million dollars, right? What if I said that I could help you grow your business by a million dollars a year? Would it be worth it to pay me $500,000? You better would because you'd be making an extra $500,000 in revenue, right? But a lot of times, we don't think about those numbers. We don't think about it that way. And and only like 2% of the world actually thinks about numbers that way. Everybody else thinks about them as, oh, my God, this costs $500,000? Who the, who, who the heck? Sorry. Who the heck would pay for that, right? Who the heck would pay $500,000 for this? Yes, but if you're going to make a million dollars extra, is it worth $500,000? 100%. 100%. I would pay... (laughs) Russell Brunson says, if you put $1 in and get $2 out, how much money would you put into it? Everything I own right everything I would mortgage the freaking everything I if I had guaranteed that I put one dollar in and two dollars came out I would cash everything out and I would put I would put all my money in and I would collect that two dollars the next day and how long would you do it I would do it forever until it stopped making me money as soon as it got to where I put a dollar in and got a dollar out I would stop putting money into that right but we don't think that way as people we don't look at those numbers we don't understand that we don't look at those metrics we don't see that sometimes it's the small things that make the biggest difference. We don't see that when we invest in somebody for a certification program, that that certification program actually is 100x what it is worth, what what it costs us, and the value we get from them. And so today, what I wanna encourage everybody to do is is look at your life slightly differently. I'm not telling you to go out and just spend all your money. That's not what I'm saying. Um, you can if you want to, your choice, I don't care. But what I'm saying is to leverage your assets in order to improve your ROI, your return on investment, and look at what's going to be the best for you. If you have the opportunity to buy a $50,000 business that could potentially make $500,000 with a few minor tweaks, how, how often would you do that? Every day, I would buy that business every day long, all day, every day, right? If you had the opportunity to invest in an employee for, say, $10,000, And you knew you would get $100,000 worth of value out of them. How how often would you invest in that certification program? Every day for every employee, right? Like you're going to 10X your ROI on that. And so understanding that is huge. Guys, we have taken so long on this one. I apologize for going a little long, but I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you like the material. I hope that you learned a lot from it. If you did, I'd like for you to you know like it, share it, give us some combat, combat, give us, don't combat us, no combat, no combat. Give us some comments, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Like, subscribe, share. Um, we did just launch our website not too long ago, uh, eclipse dot dot com slash podcast is where you can find all these podcasts online and listen to them all right there and then um, from there you can get links to all the episodes that go to them so check it out eclipse hyphen dot com eclipse dash dot com slash podcast all right we'll see you guys soon have a great day